Square Enix London podcast. Hello and welcome to the Square Enix London podcast, the special edition of the show we have for you this month because it is, of course, E3. So um, I am currently in a hotel in downtown LA waiting for the craziness to start. And over the course of the next uh, half hour, 40 minutes or so, I will be bringing you bits and pieces of audio which I hope to hope to be gathering um, over the course of the next four or five days here in LA. Uh, I don't know quite how it's going to work out. It's a little bit experimental, so if it all goes a bit wrong, apologies in advance. But hopefully the aim of this month's show is to try and give you a little bit of the flavour behind the scenes of E3. So it's not really about announcing new stuff or kind of, uh, you know, uh, talking to people about the details of what they've been announcing, but really just to try and give you a little bit of a sense of what it's like to work at E3, to attend the show, uh, to talk to people behind the scenes, how they're feeling, um, and that kind of thing. So, fingers crossed, um, here we go. Square Enix London. So I'm standing here on the Square Enix booth at E3, and uh, it's about half past nine local time, which means that's about half an hour before the Square Enix press conference, and... Yeah, not too long before the, the madness and chaos descends on South Hall here at LA Convention Center. Right now, the uh, booth itself is uh, just the fi- finishing touches being applied. Everything is looking great. All of the uh, consoles, all of the, the keyboards and the monitors and the big screens. Um, it's all looking pretty, pretty lush right now. So it's exciting. It's pretty soon it's all going all gonna to kick off and there's going to be thousands of people through here. And... Um, and uh, then you won't be able to move. Uh, I can also see the Square Enix Presents booth there already in setup uh, for the live shows throughout the next few days. The team there doing a great job the last couple of years, and I'm sure it's going to be another awesome year this year. So if I just wander a little bit behind the scenes, I can see uh, community manager Scott Blows, who is uh, community manager for Life is Strange. And uh, Scott. Uh, just a, little, a few words for the for the podcast before everything starts. Um, it's nice and quiet now. It's going to be pretty crazy in the coming hours. How are you feeling? Uh, excited. Um, you know, uh, I think it's going to be a great conference. Um, we've got a lot of exciting stuff being revealed, and I think it's going to be one of the strongest. Well, obviously we haven't done one in a long time, but I think it's actually going to be a very strong E3 for Square Enix. Um, and I'm excited to be part of it. It's been. Um, Pretty pretty busy so far already. Obviously, the Microsoft and Sony press conferences and some of the other publishers. Uh, what what's been the the kind of highlight? The first, uh, I suppose, thirty six hours or so. Oh wow, it's been <laughs> it's been a lot of news. Um, for me personally, uh, always very excited to see some Star Wars Battlefront stuff coming out. Um, the new Tomb Raider looks fantastic. Uh, I mean, those graphics uh, look amazing. And um, I was pretty impressed with the uh, Microsoft HoloLens stuff that they displayed. Um, that was really, really cool. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, a highlights there. So I'm here with Chris Glover. He's uh, working on comms for the new Hitman game. Uh, this Hello. This is uh, the Square Enix London podcast here. Oh, that's exciting, isn't it? A few, few words. So we're Thanks here to Jeremy. Me. <laughs> that's okay. I thought you'd like it. Yeah. Uh, this is the calm before the storm now, but uh, obviously, uh, Hitman first uh, first put out in the in the Sony press conference. How did that go? Were you happy with the way that went? Yeah, very well actually. It's really nice actually when you get the video out there and uh, to see the fans' reactions to it on the forums, but also 
the general gamers' reactions to it on the different websites and how they pick up on little tiny things. So it's great. The nice thing is, uh, that was a great announced trailer. It was a very sort of high quality visual asset. Today we're going out with a gameplay trailer so we can actually follow that up with the proof of what the game actually is. So that's going out at the Square Enix press conference this morning, which will be great. Uh, and we'll uh, also do some presentations here so we can actually get right in front of people and tell them all about the game and answer any questions they've got. We've got a very open approach to our comms this time around. We really want to share as much information as we can so no one's confused or left with questions. That's really our policy and what we're trying to do with E3 this year. Awesome, yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll catch up with some of the, the dev team as well a bit later. But uh, right now, the stand is nice and empty. It's nice and relatively quiet. It's lovely quiet. and cool. There's someone vacuuming uh, <laughs> the, the, the carpets and stuff. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty crazy earlier. It's nice to do a, a press conference again, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really exciting. It's a shame we're not at the press conference, but we're streaming it live to the booth on this gigantic screen. I don't know what the dimensions of the screen are, but uh, it's huge. It's probably the size of my house. Uh, so it'll be quite nice to see it live. It'll be as if we're in the room, I'm sure. Yeah, and uh, this is going to see a lot of traffic through here in the next few days. Um, so yeah, have a good show. Thanks very much, and you. So there you have it then, a bit of uh, flavour of the atmosphere around the Square Enix booth before it all kicks off. Um, next stop is the Square Enix press conference, and I think everybody here is really excited uh, about how that's going to go down. So uh, looking forward to it. Square Enix London. So I'm just standing uh, outside where the Square Enix press conference just took place. It just finished uh, a few minutes ago. I'm in the it's the JW Marriott uh, Hotel, which is just next to LACC. Uh, it's, only been, it's only been around for about five years. I remember when I first started coming to E3, um, everything that's now LA Live was basically just uh, car parks and, uh, and stuff. So it's a, it's a nice new building. And um, yeah, everybody's now milling around, just kind of heading out. They're already starting to put the seats away and, and take down the screens. But uh, it was a pretty exciting conference, I think. I mean, certainly from the beginning, introduction by Phil Rogers talking about the biggest and most diverse range of, uh, of releases in the history of Square Enix in the next sort of kind of 12 to, to 18 months and um, I don't know if you had a favourite there were certainly good reactions in the room for uh, the FF7 remake of course Kingdom Hearts 3 um, what else uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided got a big cheer so that was great to see and of course uh, an awesome video from, from Just Cause among many many others some new announcements at the end there the, uh, the Tokyo RPG Factory uh, projects at Suna so it's going to be exciting times. Over the course of the next couple of days, I'll get some more reaction. Um, but uh, that's it from the JW Marriott. I um, hope you enjoyed the conference. For those of you that watched it, I'm going to head out now and go back to the booth. So I'm here on the Square Enix booth with Hannah Seifert. Is that how you pronounce your surname? That is pretty good. Seifert? Yeah, Seifert. Okay. Yeah, okay. Hannah Seifert. That was pressure because I've never tried a dry run of that before. So, uh, But uh, you're the GM of IO Interactive, so it's a hugely exciting E3. Uh, with the reveal of, of the new Hitman game. Um, it's obviously been a long time in the coming. How do you feel now that people are talking about it? It's out there. How, how does that make you feel? It's always a fantastic moment when you're able to announce the, the stuff you've been working on for a long time and very hard. So it's it's this mixture of, of uh, being awed by the um, all the games you see here and us being part of that and the excitement of finally being able to talk about the game to our fans. That's really fantastic. So it's also great seeing uh, Christian up there on stage uh, at the Square Enix press conference, also the PlayStation press conference. 
You know, Hitman's uh, definitely one of the things that everyone's talking about. The excitement for the community to get back to that real sandbox gameplay. Um, there's a lot of love for that uh, style out there. Yeah, we, we totally feel that. I mean, one of the key things we do with that game now is that we take our 17 years of experience with the Hitman franchise and we try to take the best parts of what we've developed in the, in the previous games from you know, Simon Sasson or Blood Money and uh, the uh, technical achievements we have in Hitman Absolution, the playability, the controls, and we built on that and extended our engine and now we are actually able to have a bigger sandbox, a very detailed Hitman sandbox than ever before. So the opportunities for players in these sandboxes will be uh, limitless because uh, we have roughly, um, in comparison on Hitman Absolution, we have a maximum of 55 AI entities. In a new game we can have up to 300 and that's even excluding the clouds. We are really excited about that. So if you imagine um, uh, Streets of Hope from Absolution, which was by far the biggest level there, uh, we are like four or five times with the smallest levels we have right now. And that's really exciting for us and we see that our fans really reflect very, very well. Yeah, and uh, the stuff that can be done with that digital first release, building out the world, uh, you know, these kind of almost live events with um, with these kind of, uh, you know, hits which are going to be there for a limited time only and, and you get one chance at that. Obviously, expanded contracts mode. You know, I mean, December's not going to be able to come quick enough for a lot of people, but uh, I guess, you know, the time's going to fly by for you guys as well. Yeah, the time's going to fly by very fast. We also deliberately uh, go from announcement to actual release in a very short amount of time because that's what we want to do. We want to be very close to the fans and we're completely embracing what the digital channels actually uh, provide to us, uh, offer a Hitman uh, like a franchise, a blockbuster franchise like uh, Hitman is. And, and that's going to be really exciting for us because one of the things that we as game creators want to react to is what our fans think. And, and we've lived in a world where it took us like six years between games and you cannot be very close to the fans doing that. But in, in a digital world we can do that. So we're going to ship a really huge experience and the game will evolve and grow over time over the course of 2016 and we'll be able to react to how people play, what people like, what they tell us about it and, and that's going to be extremely exciting. We, we are really thrilled about it as you might be able to hear because we think this is the future and we at Iron Tractive want to lead what it means to be a blockbuster game series in this digital future. Yeah. And closer than ever to the players, which is uh, super exciting. Well, listen, thanks a lot. Have a great rest of the show. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. Thank you very much. So I'm, uh, I'm hanging around the Square Enix booth backstage, if you like, right now, and I bumped into none other than Luke Bagadust from, uh, from Don't Nod. Um, now, I'm sure everybody will be uh, familiar with don't Nod as a company, of course, The Amazing Life is Strange is the game that they've been making, and uh, as we speak, we're up to episode three of five, so we're not going to talk too much about the game today, no spoilers or anything like that, uh, but how has E3 been for you? What have you, what have you thought of it so far? Yeah, it's, it's amazing, actually the first E3 for the three of us, I'm here with uh, the co-game directors Raul and Michel, and it's quite amazing to be uh, in this place for the first time after having seen it on every year. Uh, on internet, like uh, um, staying awake at 3 a.m. to watch the, the conferences. So actually being here is awesome, even though we work so much, we don't have time to watch the conferences, but um, we're happy to be here. The Square Enix booth is, uh, is amazing. You have this huge screen, the posters of Life is Strange, and a few pods where people can actually try the game. 
and uh, it's amazing to see uh, people that still don't know the game. I don't know why it's still <laughs> the case, <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing to see people playing it. And uh, we have huge feedbacks. People come see us and say they love the game. They cannot wait for episode four. So awesome! What, it's, have, it's what have they been doing for the last six months if they yeah, don't know about the no game? I mean, I'm on. very angry. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's cool. Oh, to see. Some, yeah, I'm some sure crazy more people. people will be back to the game. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's it's pretty cool. It's funny, isn't it, when the sort of perception of E3, like it's big event and everything going on, but it's not until you're here that you sort of appreciate the exactly. scale, the number of people yeah. and, and everything going on. Yeah, I've been on at Gamescom. Uh, uh, it's supposed to be huge. Here it's different. We have these um, huge, uh, yeah, cool things everywhere, big music, big screens, and this three is, yeah, like the craziest thing, I've, the craziest show I've ever been, ever been to, yeah. And uh, one really cool thing is uh, you've got a pretty sweet apartment that you're, you guys are staying in. We've, uh, we, we, so we, we, we appear to be treating you well. Yeah, actually, it's, yeah, it's funny. We had like for the same price as a hotel. We have like this great apartment, and yeah. we feel like yeah, James Bond or Tony, yeah, Tony Stark. Or, yeah, it's like a, it's like a 28th floor corner apartment. It looks out over the Staples Center, over LA Live, over yeah. LACC. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, we feel like stars. It's, it's quite unique. <laughs> well, you are stars. That's the point. You're the talent. So I'm glad we're treating you well. This has been uh, it's been great to talk to you. Um, have a great rest of E3, and uh, Thanks so much. we can't wait for EP4 and EP5. Cool. Yeah, I cannot wait to show it to the public as well. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Cheers. Square Enix London. So I'm here with Travis Barber. Yeah. How did you pronounce? Have I pronounced it right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, perfect. It's a good start. And. Um, so you're working on Hitman, which yeah. you know has uh, you know it's been one of the big reveals for E3. Yeah. So it's very exciting. How, how do you feel exciting. it's gone down? What the what's the community been saying? To finally be here and see the game announced, and then go online and check out the forums and Facebook and Twitter and, and Reddit as well. I think it's just been an explosion, basically, just of feedback, and we're we're tracking all of it, trying to take it all in uh, and respond where we can. Uh, and we're going to do that, obviously, a lot more when we get back home and can sure. analyze it in a lot more detail. Yeah, of course. What, what's the what's the one thing, community? You know, if you can if you can pick out one thing that people are happy about, what, what yeah. would you say it is at this point? So far, it's that the game seems to be going back to its roots, as right. they would say it. Yeah. So you know, you're you're taking out high-profile targets, you're traveling the world, you're choosing your loadout. You're really kind of living the core Hitman fantasy, which is what the guys are trying to make with this game. The big sandbox levels. Exactly, yeah. Really having the freedom to just kind of choose your loadout, choose how you want to approach the level, how you want to take out the target, and anyone in between kind of the collateral damage. If you want that, it's there. If not, it's it's entirely up to you. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a real freedom of choice. And of course, the nice thing is that that's the direction that you know, really came back from, uh, you know, the feedback to the last game. Uh, yeah. So it's nice to, to make those changes based on feedback and then obviously get good feedback based on those changes. Yeah, yeah, it was about, what would it be now, 18 months ago when we released what we call the open letter, which yes. was yeah. telling our fans, you know, this is the vision we have, this is where we're going to yeah. take the game. Um, and I hope and the feedback that I'm seeing is that we've delivered on that. Yeah. We said this is what we're going to do and now we've shown it. Yeah. There's still a whole lot more to show. You know, I can see guys now on the forums and everywhere screaming for gameplay. They want to see like a mission being played through. Right, yeah, um, of course. But that will come later on. This, yeah. Right now there's so much, so much feedback that yeah. when we get to that, yeah. then I think it will deliver what they want. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, just about E3 kind of more, more generally. Um, yeah. It's, uh, well, what are we, towards the end of 
Tuesday now. Yes. Feels like we've been here for about two weeks. <laughs> it does. And uh, in terms of stuff that's been announced, we've had the press conferences, the platform order stuff, yeah. the Square Enix press conference. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so much new stuff and cool stuff is out there. What's, what have been some of the highlights in terms of news from around E3? Talking Hitman-wise? No, just in general. Just in general? Yeah. Uh, well, for we me... We talk about other games and other publishers. Personally, for me, from what I've seen and not seen, uh, I'm a big Gears of War fan. Right. So seeing, I think what they're calling Gears 4, yeah, Gears not 4, Gears yeah. of War 4, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't I seen that much spe- about it. I to refer to it as Gears of War 4, but in uh, okay. branding it's Gears 4. So. Right. So that, that, I guess either's fine. That, for me, I think is... If I don't have an Xbox One by then, yeah. I'll, I'll be playing that game for sure. Okay, so that's a, that's a platform seller for you. Uh, for me, yeah, personally. I, I get a lot of... Uh, a lot of people have differing opinions on Gears of War. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me... Yeah, yeah, system seller, definitely. I will buy an Xbox One to play that game for right, sure. It's on record, so if you don't do that, then uh, Microsoft can come and hunt you down. They can do that, yeah. Deal. I'm, uh, I'm trying to scout out the booth and see if there's anything... Uh, playable I'm guessing there's not maybe I can uh, there's a bunch of stuff actually a lot of the idea Xbox games are there which is really cool yeah and, okay um, uh, and also the new Forza games there so yeah, um, yeah I had I played on that earlier how is it uh, I have pretty much maxed out all the Forza games uh, throughout Xbox okay games, so nice yeah I, I'm, I'm happy you're on board uh, as well yeah I, the um, so one of the, the new features was this, the kind of the wet weather thing. Yeah, and I, I have about to this. say, when you hit a puddle and you aquaplane, it's really, it's actually really hard yeah. because the car does get quite unpredictable. So you've got to uh, really be careful with that stuff. But um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see how that looks getting on towards release. But yeah. yeah, see, it feels like it's been one of the biggest E3s in a long time. I, I can't believe how many. If you look at all of the announcements, even slightly before as well, but like building up to this, it's just one heavy hitter after another and surprises. And yeah. I think Sony starting with The Last Guardian, yeah. I think that kind of set their precedent pretty high yeah. for the show. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII, Final remake Fantasy of VII. course. We'd never remake that, will we? Apparently so. Oh, it's announced now, is it? Oh, awesome. Oh, you, can, you can talk Final about Fantasy. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, the pressure for holding that secret yeah. uh, has it been was, immense. It was... But hats off to the guys, because that trailer looked fantastic. It did. Yeah. It looked phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, we can hear the Star Wars music playing as well now. Yeah, we're, the... we're here, actually. I should probably give people a little sense of... So we're basically between... On, on one side, we have EA. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, they're, they're not too noisy, those particular neighbours, um, which is good. On the other side, we've got Konami, and uh, they're obviously showing off Metal Gear 5. Yeah. Uh, um, and Pro Evo 2016. And, oh, I didn't I, see that yet. I just tried to get in, but they're doing media only. Media only. Is that and I was today? like, oh, I'm with Hitman, and that didn't have any weight with them. They're like, rude, you're not right. media. Make, so. sure, make sure they didn't get any sent any promos then. They, uh, they told me to it. go back after 5 o'clock. Right, so maybe I'll great. try that then. Um, and then behind us we have Disney and Disney Infinity. So they're, they've got this big thing where you can hold lightsabers and then be blue-screened into a, a fight with Darth Vader or something. Yeah, it's pretty intense. They've gone, they've gone huge on Disney Infinity, unsurprisingly. Um, but yeah, have you had much chance to kind of go and look at the other... Uh, so we're in Southport where we are, and there's yeah. most of the third-party publishers, Ubisoft, Activision, uh, Take-Two, uh, obviously EA, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much all the, all the third-party publishers are here. Yeah. And then over in uh, West Hall is where Microsoft and Nintendo are. Yeah. So in the, the South Hall, all I've seen so far is obviously the Square stuff. Yeah. And then when I tried to get into uh, Konami's booth, they, but they, they got down. pushed back. They shut you down. The only other thing is... Don't they know who you are? No, they didn't clearly, clearly they don't. I should have uh, phoned in advance. Yeah. But then I also took a trip with uh, with Hannes, the studio head at IO. Yep. He had a live stream with uh, on the PlayStation booth. Right. 
So uh, myself and Mark, our marketing manager or brand manager, we took him over there um, and kind of got a quick walk through. So we walked past a lot of things. We saw Destiny, which I'm keen to go back and see. I'm a 30, level th 34 Titan. So that's 34. Level 34, max level. Right. Max okay. level in yeah. Destiny. That's my so, other, that's my thing. So last I, few months. I, I really loved Destiny when it first came out, and yeah. I quickly got to level 29. Yeah. And then, um, the problem was that I didn't have any friends. Right. So I couldn't do any of the raiding. Yeah. And so I started a new character and got that one to 27, and I got another one to 25. And okay. then I sort of just stopped because like, the, end, like, the end game was closed to me because there was no auto matchmaking. And I understand why, because of the complexity of the raids and stuff. Yes. But, yeah, I, like, the amount I spent that time in that game, I, I loved it so much. And honestly, I, I just assumed I'd be buying all the expansions. And I haven't yeah. bought any because... It's just, my motivation was uh, just a bit sad, sadly. But then you should take a look at the, the most recent expansion, because that's got a lot of stuff that kind of solves that problem you had. Really? So they've added matchmaking to some of the endgame stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's not quite as difficult. There was this thing you said you got, you got to 29. There was like yeah. a forever 29 because you would get there and then you'd be yeah, stuck to it. get to 30. Yeah. They've they've kind of reacted to feedback really quite impressively actually to kind of change well, the way it not is. Not only are you doing a great job at uh, selling the new Hitman game, but you're yes. also selling uh, Destiny 2. Yeah. So you should be on commission with Activision. <laughs> when I go over there, I'll have a word. The guys here will tell you it's uh, yeah. Maybe I've played a lot of hours in that game. Fair enough. Yeah. Sounds like me and Water Warcraft. Awesome. Well, listen, have a great rest of the show. Uh, thanks for joining in the Scrunny's London podcast. Oh, thank you very much for having me. So it's day two of uh, E3, and uh, I'm outside LACC in the blazing sunshine wearing a hoodie uh, because I'm from the UK, which is great. I'm here with uh, two of the people that have been probably the hardest working on the show floor, is it fair to say? Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. Easily. Yeah. That's, yeah. So Adam Adam Phillips, who's, I don't even know what your job title is these days, do you? Uh, everything at the moment, it seems. But no, I'm officially, I'm the PR Square Overlord. Enix European Senior PR Manager. Okay, yeah. and Ian Dixon. Uh, senior Rad Dude. No, I'm, I'm a PR Executive. You're no, so LA. Senior PR Executive. Okay, Some good. sort of PR Executive. You can't, so you, you both do PR. Basically, both of you two are responsible for spinning the message so that poor consumers don't know what is... Uh... Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to say that, am I? No, that's in the messaging, not not to mention that. All right. But no, the, um... I wasn't media trained before this, sorry. <laughs> no, we're, PR all seems like the evil overlords or something, making things, but I think these days... Fair, that's fair. Yeah, these days, PRs, I think it's different. I think it's different now. It's changed. It's very honest. Um, and people like that. I think this is just the age we're in now. People see through... Uh, statements that are not bulletproof and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. our job is just to make sure people know how fun our games are yeah. and get them in front of it Absolutely. corrupt people corrupt people yeah well yeah <laughs> we're joking but we're not joking but we're joking but we're not joking so I've, I've kind of pulled, like caught you outside you've literally got like five minutes to come out and actually eat some lunch and I've jumped on this opportunity like a yeah. heartless heartless it's incredibly insensitive of you Phil I was yeah. going to enjoy this and now you've just ruined it so so far, uh, since we've been here, I've been kind of talking to a lot of people, talking about their highlights. Um, what's not really come across, and what I really want to sort of get across to people, is actually how hard uh, work E3 is. I mean, how many hours do you reckon you've worked in the last, say, three days? I'm not sure. Per, per day, days. per day. I think it is, uh, for me, it's non-stop work as soon as you get on the plane from London because everyone around you is media everyone around you is in the industry um, it's, it doesn't feel like work it's still fun but you're, as soon as you get on the plane you're working right to the point 
when you're out in the evenings and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's worth it. This, this is the best E3 Square Enix have ever had, I think. Yeah, I, for I what agree. We have. Yeah, I agree. But um, I yeah. think, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you because of the time difference as well. When you wake up at six o'clock in the morning, you're straight on email, yeah. doing work stuff, yeah. and then. You come to the convention center and you work, I guess, what, from about 10 o'clock until 6 o'clock? Yeah. And then, you know, there's always meetings and things in the evenings as well, so yeah. it's pretty full on. So I've managed to uh, find a very exciting guest for the podcast now, uh, Patrick Nove, who is, uh, is it, what's it, GM? Head of studio. Head of studio yeah, yeah. for uh, the excellent Scronix Montreal. Um, friend of Scronix Collective, I, I'm very happy to say. Uh, but more importantly, obviously, head of the studio that's made Hitman Go, Hitman Sniper, and now Lara Croft Go, uh, which was very excitedly announced at the Scronix press conference, uh, which was yesterday, today being Wednesday. Um, right, congratulations, first of all, it's out there. How do you feel? It's amazing. Again, the, the only opportunity, the fact that we had the opportunity of, of introducing Lara Croft Go to the World, utilizing that uh, that nice conference that we had, yeah. uh, it was amazing. We had more than 400,000 people listening live that reacted instantly to what we did. It's fun to know that we're doing the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and talking about that feedback, what's, what's the feedback been like? Um, well, obviously, uh, what we did so far with Hitman going to Hitman Sniper was taking a brand and crafting mobile experiences that, that, that were not, again, that were not ports of the original game. Of course, yeah. It's crafting something unique that fits perfectly with the platform. Uh, with the Go recipe, we obviously found that, all right, it worked. Distilling a game to its core essence is something that worked really well for us, that fans love, and overall, it was I was a no-brainer, but for us, when we looked at the the, the, the Lara Croft brand, we knew it would fit perfectly. Yeah, and that's interesting. I mean, you say, well, you, well, you don't quite say no-brainer, but um, you know, the interesting thing for me is, is Hitman was, was great. Hitman Go, uh, particularly, um, talking about there. But looking at the trailer uh, that was played, you know, clearly you've got elements there like the levers, like the, the sort of vertical traversal as well. The, the monster kind of coming in at that, that really nice kind of final scene. Um, yeah, so it feels like a Tomb Raider game, yet obviously you're still building on that Go uh, strategic uh, layer. Yeah, it's, it's still, all right, so Hitman Go was what we call the puzzle adventure, what, the puzzle puzzle strategy game, now it's puzzle more puzzle adventure, obviously, because of the brand. Um, but we've learned so much from doing, yeah, from doing Hitman Go that basically we just, what could we do next? How can yeah. we evolve to the next level with the Go? Uh, and obviously, it, it's a strategy game, right? At, at a core, you, you have puzzles you need to, to resolve, but Lara has her own tools, her own way to approach it. We have a yeah. way deeper story yeah. with this game that we had with Hitman. Um, and overall, obviously, we use all the knowledge and all of the love for the brand to craft uh, this new experience. Yeah. So if I was going to talk about the art style of Hitman Go, I would kind of say, if Apple were going to make their own game, it'll kind of be an Apple game, or or, it's, or it feels really like a tabletop, you know, kind of a board game kind of aesthetic. It was really crisp and lovely, sort of shiny uh, stuff. With with Lara Croft, you know, I'm sort of. It reminds me a little bit more, I guess. I don't know whether stuff like Monument Valley was an inspiration, or you know, it feels there's a different palette there. There's different layers of coloring. It's, it's really really nice. But do you know where that sort of inspiration? Actually, was? so when we started Hitman Go, we we also distilled. We wanted to have an art style that was that was 
Yeah, approved for mobile, that fit well for mobile. Yeah. And we felt that uh, when you look at, at um, the, the, the board game, that board game take that we took on the yeah, brand, it, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, but when you're looking at, at Lara Croft, she's an adventurer, she, she's in the jungle and she's in deep caves. We didn't feel at all that that would be that, that would yeah. be working. So that's why we, we were, I'd say we were way more inspired from from the older minimalist uh, environment of, of on Lara Croft on PlayStation yeah, yeah. Uh, than in games like Monument Valley. Obviously, we know that Monument Valley, the recipe they did was to uh, make, it, make it very simplistic, very minimalist. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at the Hitman Go, it, it, we also were very much inspired by minimalism. Yeah, than, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Morning My Valley is a different game. It's, the, the art style there is this kind of uh, Escher kind of based, and, and that's not what uh, that Lara Croft Go is. But uh, you know, in terms of having that identifiable style, I guess it's that atmosphere, it's that uh, that mood which really, really um, comes to the fore. Looks fantastic. Well, we, we look, yeah, we put a lot of effort in creating this world, this mood, this mu work with amazing musicians, uh, just crafting these these, this, these levels, these, these worlds, uh, the way the camera moves, uh, what you see in the foreground and the background. There's a lot of depth in, uh, in what we crafted. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, thanks a lot for your time. Um, congratulations again on the announcement, and we can't wait to play it. Thanks a lot. It's a pleasure. Honestly, we pride ourselves in doing some of the best mobile games out there. Um, and you should, uh, you should, this is what we aspire for every game we do. Well, you need to be careful because you're going to get a reputation. <laughs> it's, if it's a good one, that's good. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> okay, all right, cheers. So it's the last day of E3. Uh, feels like we've been here a month now. Uh, it does. I'm here with Rob Rutter. You're the sort of the brand marketing guru for. Uh, yeah. for well, this. I mean, it's sort of a liminal title, really, isn't it? It's sort of on the fringes of, of, the, of the show here. Yeah. Just Just Cause Three, is it? That's the one. Yeah. 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 It's um, small. Has anyone Has anyone heard of it? Has anyone did it on like you know? What's the Has there been any reaction at all to this small game? <laughs> The reaction has been amazing. Actually, it's been it's been brilliant. What a show! I know it's been fantastic. It's yeah. been um, just constant surprises, really. I think the thing is when you when you're here, you know everything's so fast moving. There's so many games here. You you don't you just have to soak it up and just kind of go with the flow. And it's hard to tell yeah. when you're actually on the show floor, like actually yeah. how people are really re you know reacting to stuff. Obviously, we have the presentation going on here, so we can see you like, know smiles on faces and how people are kind of looking, but. Obviously, we can't follow. I can't follow. I don't have the time when I'm here doing yeah, this yeah. to see it's, online what the news is. We're sort of like in, a, stuff. in a sort of a, a bit of a goldfish bowl here, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, totally. And it is difficult to see. Yeah. I mean, everything's I've been, I've been going on around, and you know, it, it sort of feels like, based on what I've seen, that, that, that Just Cause Three has is, is been one of the real revelations of the show. Mm. So, as the person who yeah. you know has really kind of crafted the way that's been shown here and what's been here, and yeah. you know how it's gone down, I mean, you must be very proud. Oh yeah, it's like you know, you've been working for months on. Obviously, the uh, kind of this is just Cause Three trailer that went up in our conference. Yeah. We had an opener. We had to create basically about 19 sort of like you know videos to kind of create there with Avalanche and the guys doing the playthrough for the the big multi-choice gameplay yeah. uh, presentation that we've got going on here. So it's just been a crazy amount of work, and then suddenly we're here and it's all like live, and it's just amazing seeing what people you know how people react to it. Obviously, you know before now we'd only done a small little one-minute trailer just yeah. to kind of cut together 
there and people are like, oh, is, what's the gameplay? How is it? Is this, yeah, is this so real gameplay? Out there, isn't it? Even when we're saying on the trailer, like, this is gameplay, people are like, no, it can't be gameplay. But so I hope that now, you know, now we've got actually that five minute, this is just called three trailer out there. It's like people are going, man, this looks absolutely yeah, yeah. crazy, insane, amazing. It's just so creative, and I think hopefully people are seeing that and they're really enjoying that whole sandbox Absolutely. side that, of it. That, that's definitely coming across. Yeah. So, what's your yeah, so from from the brand side of things? What's yeah. your kind of typical E3 day like? Oh yeah. Um, so for me, so like first day of the show, it's it's been very much what well, we had the Square conference. So watching that, watching Roland as well as the, the game director from Avalanche Studios doing the doing the game, just watching him and you know hoping you know going like feeling really proud when he's like talking about the game and like he's doing such a great job and just like he's such a passionate guy for the for the game. So it's just yeah, just. It's funny, just when we watch the the Square's conference and you see our you know, trailer being shown and that for the first time, it's just such like a proud feeling. It's yeah, it's, it's just just wonderful because it's, it's 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 all about like the reaction. You don't do you know when you're working in your office yeah. and you're doing all the you know the games and you know yeah. preparing everything. It kind it's of not feels unreal. Doesn't you let it, it out there. Yeah. It's like here we go, everyone. This is what this game is all about. And yeah, it is unreal. And it's that reaction that you you want. Yeah. You know, and just seeing them people talking about it on Reddit and all the comments on YouTube and Petra, our community managers, like you know, responding all the time with the things on Facebook. I don't know, it's just it's just it's just amazing. You think like you've been able to kind of contribute and shape that, you know, build that kind of trailer. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and then just release it and hoping that people you know will, will yeah, love the game. Absolutely. And uh, you don't know until it's out there. Absolutely, yeah. But there's been a few awards as well. What, what the yeah. ones we've had for just? Oh, we're, I mean, it's been yeah, it's been amazing. So we've got so we've got nom- IGN nomination. We've got uh, best of E3 2015 winner from Gamespot. We've uh, just been nominated for um, Game Informer. Um, I can't see what all the categories are and what yeah, the stuff yeah. is at the moment, but there's you know we've got awards from Mashable, we've got awards from you know loads of places. Hoping we get more today yeah, right. uh, on the last day, but um, it's been fantastic, you know. And I, I think just for you know just being on on, on Just Cause, it's obviously you, you hope that you're going to get some really great love for the game. Yeah. But you know, Square Enix as well has done like it's been a, the, it's the been tra- a big everything. Show for the whole it's been massive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fantastic. It feels so exciting like to be here. Everywhere. And, uh, yeah. Involved with everything. Yeah. Awesome. Well, listen. Congratulations on a, on a really strong E3. Thanks very much for your game. And uh, yeah. yeah, look forward to a. I mean, obviously, you can take a few months off now after E3. There's, there's nothing big happening. Uh, no, sort, there's nothing you know. else. We're straight into Comic Con and uh, <laughs> Gamescom in a few weeks. Yeah. And, yeah. Who, who planned that? Okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's very close. Right. Yeah. Well, listen. But, uh, have yeah. a good rest of the day. Thanks. And, uh, yeah. Thanks. For, thanks very much. Cheers, Phil. So. Uh, Still day three, E3, last day. Um, I think everyone is pretty happy, everyone's pretty tired. It's all a bit emotional. Uh, I'm afraid I'll have to dredge the bottom of the barrel now because I'm here with Dan Cedar. <laughs> well, there's a very good barrel to, to come to the bottom of. Yeah, yeah it's a lot well, of good stuff. I, I'm of course joking. <laughs> I, we saved the best till probably last. Uh, uh, probably. Well, you're a podcast regular, so you know, I've got to be nice to you, otherwise you'll never come back. <laughs> well, exactly, that means I'm, I'm probably a little bit higher than the, than the bottom of the barrel, though. Right? Yeah, no, I was just yeah, yeah, exactly. So listen, <laughs> how, how's your E3 been? Oh, amazing, amazing. My first one. Right. Actually, I've, ne- I've never been to E3, so this is it's blown my mind. So you've watched E3s, obviously, in the past. You've watched them unfold as a gamer, as, as working in the industry as well. Um, what 
what's, what's, what's maybe the sort of the main differences? What are the, the maybe the biggest surprises for you about now having worked it? Was it what you expected to be? Is it really different? Um, a little bit, a little bit of both, really. I mean, it's kind of expected as in like kind of the scale and like what, especially when you walk around the show floors, I see all the booths and how massive everything's. Our booth is massive, and um, it's just yeah, yeah. It's you get. When, when watching at home, what I found was, you know, obviously when all the press conferences going on, you know, you be online, you get massive hype. And then once those are done, it's kind of like, you know, you trickle, trickle through the news and that's about it. But while you're here, it never ends. Yeah. It's like hype all the time. It's constant, isn't it? And it's, yeah, it's, just, it's awesome. So, so cool. Yeah. So what sort of stuff have you been doing while you've been here? Um, well, a lot, mostly uh, trying to get in touch with um, and speaking to a lot of kind of community out in North America, so, you know, a lot of fan sites, a lot of people. Because obviously E3 isn't like something like Gamescom where the public can come in. Um, although they did have, you know, a number of tickets available for competition winners. But I've just sure. been trying to reach out to community because I'm not over in North America very often. Right, so it's good, yeah. it's good to speak, speak to them, get a feel for how, you know, on a global kind of level, how people feel about certain things because you know some things resonate better to Americans than it does to maybe like a few Europeans. Yeah, for sure. But apart from that, it's just like trying to—I mean, trying to make my own kind of content. You know, just kind of get more of a feel for you know actually bring E3 to our community because you know this is my first E3 and it's one thing I always dreamed about doing. You know, it's like I remember reading Gage magazine thinking, oh, I wish, I wish I could have been at E3. Yeah, right. And so I want to do whatever I can to get that feeling, get, you know, bring people closer to us, bring people closer to, you know, E3 in general. Of course, and you've been busy on Square Enix Presents, I saw your booth tour, that was really cool. Yeah, 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 that was, um, that was, that was a lot of fun to do, a lot of fun to do. I was a little bit nervous because, um, obviously the nature of the booth tour, you know, walking around, people, you never quite know what's going to happen uh, in the background. Live um, and unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I always was, to be fair, was, the booth tour was pre-recorded, but, I wanted to make sure it was as live as possible. So yeah, there was a couple of unpredictable things that kind of happened. A couple of people, you know, waving the background. Like kind of, some guy almost tried to jump in. I was jump in front of me on the camera. Was like, whoa, whoa! I gave him that look. I was like. Come on, man. Come yeah, on. I was disappointed because I saw it on the screens, and uh, my first instinct was obviously to go and try and kind of put you off and, uh, you know, sort of sabotage the entire thing. Trip me up, right? Me, yeah, right. All oh, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seal something, you know, uh, put a crazy hat on you. You know what? That's one thing I missed. I missed crazy hat. I should have got one. <laughs> next time. Next time. That way I'll preempt you from jumping me. So what's your, what's your, I mean, the rest of today is kind of, you know, the, the show finishes uh, later on this afternoon and then it's back in a plane back to the UK. What, what's the, the kind of the strongest memory you're going to take back with you? You know what, uh, I, was, I was fortunate enough to go to the Sony press conference uh, this year. Again, never thought I'd ever be able to do that on my first right. E3. Yeah. And, you know, we, we announced something that I think a lot of people are very happy about, that they've been... Um, you can't say it even now, can you? Because, <laughs> because feels, you, like, it's the secret, the power that, of the secret. It is, it yeah. is a bit of that, but also... FF7 remake, I'll say it for yeah. you. There you go. It's, it's awesome because that, that it's game... It's okay now, we can that, <laughs> that game is, is, I mean, it's been no secret that I, the original that is is my favourite game of all time. So it yeah. still doesn't feel quite real to me, even though it's out, it's out there, the news is out there. So it's like... I almost can't say it just because it's like, I can't believe it. After so long, I've wanted this. Um, but at the press conference, the, you know, obviously I, I kind of knew about it when it was happening. Like, when they saw it, I, I know what this is. And, but then the, the 
feeling there and the seeing the crowd it was insane I've never seen I've been a part of I must admit I could like feel that. the hairs on the back of my neck going up when uh, when the trailer was playing uh, yeah yeah really yeah cool. yeah and it was like you could see because we were sit, sat quite high up um, so you're looking down on the people kind of sitting down um, in I suppose what you say closer to the stage and you could see people some people standing up be like is it, is it? wait wait no no yeah, let's, let's back sure, away sure. and then every kind of every time well, there's the trailer coming up. More people stand up. More people sit down. We stand up, and at the end, the roar of applause. Everyone on their feet was like, I couldn't believe it. But I would so. Oh, actually, excited. do you know what? I'm the hairs on the back of my neck are going up yeah. again now. Just yeah, to that's the thing. Like, yeah. I, I, I was so excited. I, mean, I was speechless. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, because that was the first time I saw the trailer. So I was like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. But getting all that the hype, I was like, oh man, I've never got. I don't know if I could ever. I, you know, I honestly don't think anything else could ever. That kind of thing could ever happen again because yeah. it's like it's such it's that thing that everyone's wanted for so long. Yeah, no, no, it was awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, have a good rest of the day, and uh, we'll obviously reconvene, I'm, I'm no doubt, on uh, the podcast duties when we're back in the UK. But uh, thanks very much for your time, and, and good job on a, a good event. Yeah, thank you, and you too. Cheers. So that was the special edition of the Square Next London podcast. Uh, mostly live from E3. Um, we will, of course, be back next month with the usual round table uh, featuring, generally speaking, I would imagine the usual suspects. But I uh, hope you, hopefully you enjoyed this little look behind the scenes at E3. Uh, maybe we'll try and do some more of this kind of stuff in the future. Uh, but until next month, take care.